interesting. Now that I think about it, maybe I'm wrong, but I doubt it. (laughs) I doubt it very seriously. Rock on. Thank you again, Jason Oaks, for that awesome, awesome intro. I love it so very much. Welcome to the Promo Upfront podcast, episode number nine. I am one of your co-hosts, Bill Petrie, with me as always. And I want to thank Mandy Rudd, the lovely and talented Mandy Rudd for this nickname, (laughs) the Pied Piper of PPE. That would be the one and only Dr. Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, how the Kashaktan are you? You know what? I am doing great. Two things. Number one, I, I love that the nicknames are back. That's fun to me. Yep. Um, always get a kick out of that. I love that Mandy is, is submitting them again. So, uh, Oh, I have an entire spreadsheet. <laughs> so I have to do zero work for this for months. That's great. That's great. Well, at any rate, I'm doing really well. Uh, I'm just trying to you know, back from vacation and, and you get that vacation hangover. Yeah. So I'm, I'm plowing through that, but I'm doing okay. How about you? I'm doing great. Um, we're in September already, hard to believe. And so uh, <laughs> it still feels like August and it's hot as anything here. And, uh, but you know, things are really good and I'm a very happy guy today. You know why I'm happy, Kirby? Why is that, Bill? Because we're broadcasting on the official podcast of Brand of Eight Marketing. Hey, want to learn more about branding, sales, and marketing services offered by our good pals at Brand of Eight? I'm one of them, by the way. Of course you do. Oh, look at Kirby's holding his Brandvik card and his coaster. I would invite you to visit brandofeightmarketing.com slash promo to learn a little more. Brandofatemarketing.com slash promo to learn a little bit more. And one of the things I'd like to ask everybody is go ahead and remember to, if you like this podcast, you like what we're doing, go ahead and, and if you're listening on a podcast, that's Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, um, Spotify, go ahead and, and search for Brandovate Radio. Click that subscribe button. Give us a review. It really means a lot to us. And then if you watch us on YouTube, uh, all you need to do is look for Brandovate, just Brandovate uh, on YouTube. Just click that subscribe button and, and give us any comments. We'd love to feedback. And so uh, that's important. So whatever you can muster up, whatever <laughs> courage you can muster yeah. to engage with us, we would appreciate it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, and, and I appreciate that uh, you've kind of driven the bus on getting this podcast going and I'm excited about what you're doing there, Brandon. Well, I, we are too. Kelsey and I are, are really enjoying it. We're really starting to engage with a lot of, of clients, both on the supplier side and distributor side. So it's, it's really nice to see everything uh, kind of come together. Yeah. But you know what else is about to come together, Kirby? What's that, Bill? This damn podcast. <laughs> We're going to kick it off right now at a balsa wood level with the one and only Kirby Hossman because he's got the promo up front this week, which means I've got the party in the back. (laughs) And we'll get to that in a minute. But first, we're going to talk about a promotional products industry topic. Kirby Hossman, regale us. Okay, so I kind of felt like this week there was uh, a topic that just made sense to jump into sort of a low-hanging fruit, and that's PPB 
came out with their 2020 rising stars. Now I think they were sort of announced uh, a few months ago, if that sounds Mm -hmm. right. Um, But the article came out. So, um, you know, I, if you want me to, I can kind of name them, Jeff Franklin. It's uh, your, it's your dime. It's your dance. (laughs) Alyssa Inkrot. Some of these I know better than others. Sam Kabert. Mm -hmm. I'm literally scrolling through Jason Louie, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. Scrolling down. William Lovelace. Kate Maywitch from the lovely common skew. I'm going with Rachel Minogue. Minogue, I believe. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, Kate Plummer, mm-hmm. who we love. Uh, Alicia Skipper. Mm-hmm. And Alicia's then, awesome. yeah, Justin Washburn, Tiffany Wu. And I apologize for my slowness here. Colton Young. And, and that'll then, do it. And I think that's it. Yeah. So yeah. I, 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 again, this is one of those lists and you and I've talked about this before, but I think mm-hmm. every year it, it warrants bringing up. I get excited when I see this, uh, this list. I think that PPB does a great job of sort of vetting all of the, you know, these, these folks needed to be nominated. Um, they vet these and kind of go through them. They do a great job of storytelling. So this is, this is one of those lists probably, and I love all lists, but uh, this is one of my favorites uh, because I, I think it gets me excited about sort of, you know, yeah. these are the young leaders of our, our industry. And man, I think this is a good one. It's a really good one, and I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, you know, I, we were you and I are fortunate to know many of the folks on yeah. here: Kate Plummer, Kate Maywitch, Sam Kabert, um, mm-hmm. Alicia Skipper, and, and I'm, I'm not going to name everybody. We yeah. just named everybody, but Alyssa, <laughs> Alyssa Inkrot, Jeff Franklin. Knowing some of them for several years, um, it's been really fun for me, and probably you, and maybe anybody else listening to this podcast or watching it, it's fun to watch people kind of come into their own. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, the one I think in particular of, and everybody's so deserving. And if you haven't read the actual write-ups in PPB magazine, uh, Tina Filipski and her team did a really nice job of really encapsulating who these people are, why they're on the list to begin with. So if you yeah. don't know them, first of all, these are people you really should know. Yeah. You want to get to know for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to should on anybody, but you, you <laughs> should get to know them. But you know, we, you know, we've worked close to you and I both have worked closely with Sam Kabert and, and Kate Maywitch over at Common Skew, and and I've worked closely with Alicia Skipper and all that. The one, the one that really I was happy, I was happy for everybody. Yeah. But the one that really warmed my heart, just because I've gotten to know Jeff Franklin quite well over the last couple of years. You know, he uh, the first time he engaged with me really was uh, on, on the old unscripted podcast when. I opened my mouth and said something <laughs> that he didn't care for yeah. uh, about uh, the Spark event uh, run by PPAI. And he was very eloquent, but very firm in his dissatisfaction. And to his credit, I said, I'd like to talk to you about it. And he didn't run from it. And we had a really good conversation. And I left that conversation having a ton of respect for Jeff and his perspective. Mm-hmm. But what impressed me the most is he didn't, uh, he didn't get okay boomer me. This is before okay boomer. <laughs> He actually understood my perspective and, right. and, and understood that, hey, that wasn't, you know, what you heard, you only heard part of it and, and maybe well, you didn't hear my intent and all that. And so I really learned to appreciate and respect Jeff. And then he and I and, and Stephen Franklin, uh, Stephen Franklin, Stephen McFadden and Meg Erber started the promo, uh, sorry, this promo front, started the Industry Insider podcast uh, about a year and a half ago over at Promo Corner. And then I recused myself from it just because, you know, there's, there's, trust me, there is a ceiling where you get enough Bill Petrie, trust me. 
<laughs> just um, ask Sandy. Just ask Sandy, <laughs> and or Kelsey, or you, <laughs> or or or. But he, I asked him to take over that podcast and to see him really grow into something where he wasn't super comfortable with, into the professional he is today. That's so cool. And it's yeah. not because I did anything. It's him. He yeah. did it. And every person on this list has a story like that, has a track like that. And so these are people you ought to get to know. I do love a lot of lists. This is one I really do uh, appreciate that, uh, how it's done, why it's done, where it's done. Uh, I hate that the fact that it wasn't a North American leadership conference this year in person so they could get their accolades in front of a, a group of industry leaders. It is what it is. Yeah. This is amazing. And everybody on that list should be really proud of themselves. Yeah. One of the things that I think, two, two things come to mind. One of the things that you sometimes question about lists is how do they come up with it and how is it chosen and all that yeah. sort of thing. Right. But this isn't one of those. Like it is very well, transparent is. about how, well, but I mean, they, I'm they explain kidding. how yeah. they land on it the and criteria. there's a nomination process and stuff like that. So that's number one. Number yeah. two, like what I like is that each one of the folks on this list that I know sort of had their own like you kind of alluded to it. They have their own uh, strength, their own path, yeah. their own kind of the, their own way of getting here. And so, like I say, this is one that excites me. And yeah. I, I, congratulations Look, to everybody and, and, on it. And, and I feel like I'm doing everybody else on this list a disservice by just talking about Jeff. We could talk about Sam Kabert sure. and his track and all the things he's done and Alyssa Inkrot and all the things she's doing at Rain and Rose and, and you know some of the other people we know. Alicia Skipper, who's one of the brightest people I know in the incentive industry. And just there's a bunch of really cool people on there. And Kate Maceswitch, who you, you like all the stuff Cometsky does from a marketing perspective. Look at Kate. Yeah. Right. So everybody on this list has that story. Get to know them. Really good stuff. Kirby, I'm glad you brought that up. I think like you though, there's still something missing. Okay. I love, I love the rising stars list, Okay. but where's the waning moon list? <laughs> Is that something we would make? I think that we would be waning <laughs> moons at this point. I want to be a waning moon. So PPAI, if you're listening and there's a possibility you might be how about <laughs> how about looking at that waning moon list for 2021 cha-cha yeah I, th I think that there's something that's going to happen with that okay comfortable okay Your turn. <laughs> all right so now the ball has been passed to me the torch has been passed to an older generation kirby the topic i'd like to talk about is dangerous hand sanitizers it's something that has been on mm. our minds for months now yeah uh not really but um it seems every week the list of the FDA dangerous sanitizer list has grown. I think it's now up to 150 plus. Wow. Uh, and this is a product safety issue. Jeff Jacobs, hopefully he's listening. He's usually a listener. Jeff, we're talking product safety. Don't tune out. <laughs> but it's even hit here at home because, you know, so many distilleries and breweries mm -hmm. pivoted to how and I don't, I don't think it's a money making thing. It's how can we help? How can we make hand sanitizer? So, one is I got to read this Leaper's Fork Distillery. They make excellent, excellent bourbon and rye. From what I understand, I've never enjoyed <laughs> no. that stuff. Um, but it, what happens is it contains methanol, and if it contains methanol, um, it, it's dangerous. Now they they refute that, and I'm sure many of the others do. And it seems like a lot of the product that's dangerous that the FDA is saying do not use it is harmful. It's coming from Mexico. As a distributor, and you are still selling PPE, I'm sure mm -hmm. at, at a, a pretty good clip. 
how does that impact the way you present those solutions to your clients? Does it factor in? I mean, where's your concern? I mean, it's scary. I mean, I we have real quick, we have suppliers who produce their own. So mm-hmm. you hope that that's good, but mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? Yeah. So a couple of thoughts I, to me, number one, this was sort of inevitable. And I think when, and I, I mean this with the absolute best of intentions, like, yeah. and, and what's, what's, kind of left unsaid about this is the FDA lowered all yeah. of the, the regulations when this all went down so that we could meet the needs of the consumers, right? Like right. So they, they lowered the standards. I mean, there's a company here in Coshocton that makes um, uh, fish oil supplements that they're like, right. hey, and, and by the way, they donated everything they made, right? right. But the reason right. they were able to do it is because the FDA mm-hmm. changed their their you know, standards. And so I think some of this was inevitable. And I agree with you that people were just jumping in. Yeah, they were hopefully trying to monetize and make it through, but they were trying to help. Um, Yeah, I think that sort of the way we approach this is our clients were coming to us in the heart of this where hand sanitizer was, it was laughable. I just said, no, you can't get it. Um, And um so now it's just a matter of, no, we're working with people that we right. sort of- Reputable suppliers. That exactly. You know, Supplier like partners that I'm totally comfortable with. Yeah. And there's plenty others. And yeah. I'm not going to name Nate, but there's a plenty of them that do that. I just And that's sort of our philosophy. We're like, hey, we're yeah. going to trust our supplier partners in this place where they're the ones manufacturing. That's, that's sort of our philosophy. But I think the key also is, Kirby, is maybe you've never sold hand sanitizer before. Mm-hmm. And this is new ask your suppliers for an MSDS sheet. That's called a material safety data sheet. That's going to tell you what's in the product you're selling. That's important. Is there methanol? Is there anything dangerous? Is there enough alcohol to kill whatever germs are supposed to be? Any reputable supplier will be able to give you that information. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to ask. It's a product safety issue because you sell something that's not, that's harmful to people. It's going to come back on you. Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. Thank you, Kirby. Now, before we go to our next topic, Kirby, I'd like to tell you something that really makes me thirsty. Oh, okay. My product of the week, Kirby. Okay. Can you see? Oh, I had the logo upside down. It is a, (laughs) you know what this is, Kirby? It's a stainless steel flat bottle opener from our good pals at Web Company. And if you see that lovely imprint right there, um, it's item number SFBBO, and I love this thing. And I'll tell you why I love this thing because I can grab my beverage right here, and I'm not drinking an adult beverage today. And I can do this, and I can just throw the bottle cap over there for someone to step on later and enjoy my cold Topo Chico. Uh, I love these things, these things are so versatile. I love having them around the house. Uh, I think I've got one in every room, two in the bathroom. Don't ask me why, it's not important. <laughs> Um, but I absolutely love this stainless steel flat bottle opener. Well, you know, that's my product of the week. It's a great one. And you know, when something is good, when, when the people in the professional world, like bartenders love that style. Oh yeah. The bar, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, so, you know, it's good when the people who do it for a living, uh, like that particular product. So that's a great call. Yeah. And you have that great imprint. I mean, it looks so good. If you can see it, if you're watching on uh, YouTube, the imprint's great. So, um, these are awesome. So thank you folks at 
web, really great product. Kirby, do you have another topic for us to uh, yammer about? Yeah, for sure. I, this one might be a quick one. I, I just kind of want your your take on this. So uh, big, as we're recording this uh, on the Today Show, I was hearing about it. There was an article about LinkedIn, on LinkedIn about it. So you are a big Amazon Prime advocate. You not only a customer, but you speak about it across the industry, about your experiences there. Um, This week, today, this week, Walmart Plus has been announced. Um, Mm -hmm. It was a big topic on the Today Show. I've read articles about it. I'm curious, uh, Bill Petrie's take, should Amazon be worried about Walmart Plus? Absolutely not. Um, I no, I don't think so. Um, I think I'm, it, Walmart will get their share of sales. Walmart will get their share of the market space. But man, I, I, to me, Amazon is so far ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, now Walmart can throw a ton of money at it, so it's not going to be a resource question. It's more of converting people who are very comfortable using. Mm-hmm. An ex an excellent product. Yeah, you know it's Amazon is ubiquitous with online shopping, and so I think for anybody to get in that space it means you're going to have to do it better than Amazon. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they can't. I just have a hard time seeing how they would. Yeah, and and again, I I don't know that I disagree, but just for the sake of this discussion, I think what I've seen Walmart doing is they're trying to do a few things that are different, and I think that's smart. So like one of the things, they're offering discounts on gasoline because most of the super centers have gas. So if you're a a, a plus member that you get 10 cents off, Mm -hmm. again, that matters, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that their their grocery... their grocery sort of product will be an interesting competitor, right? Um, Well, again, don't think Nashville, think rural areas. I I am, right? I'm totally thinking (laughs) thinking rural areas, but Amazon gets to rural areas too. Now, not the not the grocery component because right, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, because because Amazon's tied in; they own Whole Foods, right? So you have to be in the Shishi area to get access to the whole foods. (laughs) Well, but I I think that's, again, playing on the idea that they're they're trying to win in different spaces. Uh, You know, if you want uh, entertainment, Amazon's killing them. Amazon's going to kill Walmart. But I I think that's going to be the piece to see. To be honest with you, my prediction is a lot of us are going to do both. We'll see. And here's where if I was running Walmart, that's how I answer this question. Okay. I'm trying to find new revenue streams, new channels and things like that. I wouldn't go up against Amazon for hard goods, for products, for earbuds and yeah. stuff like that. Food, you bet your sweet bippy I would. Because yeah. again, that makes sense to me. So to me, you know, you said earlier, you know, Walmart's trying to do things that are different. Doing, they're trying, they're not, if they're trying to compete with Amazon in the hard goods space, you're not trying to do anything different. You you're taking out a behemoth. And that's not to say they shouldn't be taken on. That's not to say that Walmart might end up doing it a lot better at $30 cheaper a year for that membership. They might. I'm just saying as a consumer, I don't see it. Yeah. And I don't, I, I think, but the grocery aspect of it, that makes sense with me. I think you can compete with um, your local grocery store chain. And I don't know if the grocery stores are in Coshocton, but here it's, you know, Kroger and Publix mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So that to me makes sense. That's to me where there's, okay, we've got all these large chains, regional chains, some of them, but some of them national doing it. We're everywhere. We can crush them. 
Yeah. That makes sense to me, but the hard goods makes zero sense to me. Well, again, I think that's, so that's where people will do both. Yeah. If you can, if you can own the grocery space and then go, Hey, yeah, now I get 10 cents off gas because someday we'll all be driving again. Right. Then that's where actually I think the, the, the window into the hard goods is. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, it could be. Look, it's all going to bleed together. And a lot of it might be what, where I think they can make a difference is people who have always kind of said, Amazon's not for me because Amazon, where you live, you live in a rural area. Sure. You don't have the access to prime. I do things, things take a little longer to get to you sometimes. Yeah. And so where, where Amazon couldn't do that because they don't have physical locations they're going to be able to have a, a small cadre of products that same day or next day that Amazon can't have because they don't have the footprint. So yeah. it's interesting. Now that I think about it, maybe I'm wrong, but I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it very seriously. All right, Kirby. Um, we got time for one more before we partay in the back. Bring it. Um, I, oh, it will be brought. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to get that. If you're, it'll be brung. No, it'll be brought, sir. Okay. Um, all right. So, are we at the tipping point of catalogs in this industry? <laughs> Let me ask you why. We've talked about catalogs before and the glacial pace of change generally, or the acceptance, the glacial pace of the acceptance of change in our industry. For years, suppliers, some of their biggest expenses outside of, of human capital are catalogs. Sure. And we're talking upwards of $50,000 a year, $100,000 a year, $200,000 a year for printed catalogs. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact that a lot of companies are way, way scaling back on that. Yeah. Mainly because we don't know where we would hand these out. Yeah. Right. We will, we'll send the stuff that we always do, but we're not, we don't, you know, is there, you know, there's not, there's no fall shows. Yeah. There may or may not be a PPAI expo in 2021 and in January anyway, right now it's on the books, but I think that we all know that's possibly in flux. So people are cutting it to like half of what they normally produce, a quarter of what they produce. Mm-hmm. Is this finally the tipping point that will move the people who are so slow to adopt electronic catalogs, which I always favor because it's much easier to update. Mm-hmm. Sure. Is this the tipping point? Have we hit it? No. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you know, it looks- Son of a gun. Literally, I'm going to reach across my desk. And- uh, oh, Okay, boomer. <laughs> so, you know, again, I think that the idea of scaling back, I think the idea of doing fewer, I actually think the idea, so what I like about this one, okay? So we had a supplier in our office yesterday. So we had an actual in-person supplier meeting. So this is um, Sandmars mm-hmm. kind of catalog. So instead right. of the behemoth, still pretty big catalog, oh. but this is only newer, new. newer, newer, and newest, Okay. I actually think that's sort of where it's kind of heading to go, okay, we're not going to do a 600 mm-hmm. page catalog. We're going to do a lesser page catalog. We're mm-hmm. going to do the things that are maybe more flyers. We're going to do yeah. things like that. And I'm good with that. I still think there's a place. I, 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 that, yeah. that's, that's my take on it. And again, it's, it's about when you're going, okay, I want to look for things, but I don't know what I'm looking for. Right. I still don't think we've reached a tipping point where supplier websites are Amazon. Like no, it's I agree. hard to shop. It's easier to shop yeah. in a catalog if you're looking for ideas. Hell, they're not even a Walmart. So you're right. <laughs> um, so that's my So take. Yeah. So I, I think you're right. I think you're going to see more specialized, smaller catalogs. Yeah. 
what, what I think it's going to go to is one of two things. One, almost like a subscription service mm. where if you give us your data and allow us to market to you distributor, we're going to send you a catalog every year. We'll mail it to you. Mm-hmm. Or I could even see you have to be a customer. You have to do X amount as a customer or we're not going to send you a catalog. Yeah, I could see that. Which to <laughs> me makes the most sense is, you know, if, if I, it, it's a hard thing, right? It's not, there's no easy, I'd love to, I love black and white solutions. There's, they yeah. don't exist. Yeah, because they can't but I, become I think, a big customer unless you send them the catalog, right? Well, like, that's not true because they're yeah. going to have access. They would have access to Fair. it online. Fair. You'd Fair. have access to it through Zoom catalog or through Promo Corner or the supplier website mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So I don't, I, I think, I think yeah, this, this whole COVID pandemic is going to change everything. Yeah. And, and the more I think about it, the more I like, especially, and let, let me talk big suppliers for a minute. Because I think that's the one, like if you're a smaller supplier, the costs are a little bit less because it's a smaller catalog, just that way. Just bear with me for a minute on this. The big catalogs are the ones that I see going away. Yeah. The, the JCPenney catalogs, the, the hit, the, the full thing. Yeah. I don't, and, and I, you know, when we have these discussions, I'm a little bit more pro catalog than-, than Right. Uh, I don't want that. Like you, but yeah. you give me a quarterly flyer. You give me something that has the newest. Those are interesting to me. Yeah. So I'll never keep or hand out or whatever that giant one. That, that's See, sort I of think, my take. So I'm going to completely disagree with you. So okay. you're think, you're saying that you think the bigger ones would, you know, that they, they wouldn't produce catalogs, whereas a smaller one, smaller suppliers would because it's not as expensive, okay. right? You're completely, I, I, I totally hear as a, as a ratio of yeah. cost. It's yeah. not yeah. working at promo corner and the affiliation with Bay state. Trust me, it is not cost That's effective. That's and fair. so, yeah. So just, just to be transparent there, you're, you're not, I don't think that's accurate. So, and that's, I, I will concede that point. Yeah. Okay. But what I would say is a small, let me, let me say it this way. If yeah. a, if, Bay State gives me a catalog yeah. because it's not so ginormous. I'll keep it. That's fair. If you look, give me something this thick, I'm never going to look through it. I know I'm never going to look through it. <laughs> and yeah. so that's no, the, I, I appreciate, you know I mean? no, I appreciate you being yeah. a realist. Okay. <laughs> so I think now we have time for another one. Are we, are we done? It's up to you. It's up to no, you. it's up to you. I don't know what, I don't keep time on this thing. And last yeah. week we ran 40 minutes, which is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I, I think we're probably good then. Okay. We're going to go to the party in the back. <laughs> It's time to do it. Okay. Kirby, yep. I'm in charge of the party of the back. This is the mullet of all podcasts, and we've got a new game for you. Oh, okay. Cool. This is called Headlines. Ooh, okay. Can you guess if these headlines are real or fake? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> You're the only one. All right. <laughs> so let's, I'm just going to read down these. Are you, are you, so there's no wrong answers. It's, well, actually, Except there are, actually. There for sure is wrong answers. First one, father uses his Camaro to pull son's front tooth. Real or fake? I say real. That is real from Orlando, Florida. And doing this little bit of research, you realize that all the weird shit in the world happens in one of two places, Florida Florida. or Germany. (laughs) Okay. All right. Number two. Okay. Donkey found trespassing on preschool merry-go-round. I'm going to say fake. That is fake. You're two for two, Kirby. Yes, because how could a donkey trespass? Uh, okay, Kirby. <laughs> Goats in police custody after chasing group of children. Real or fake, Kirby? I say real. 
That is real. Man, you are slaying it. I love it. <laughs> Kirby. <laughs> Father calls 911 after de- eating daughter's pot brownies. Thinks he's having a stroke. Real or fake? <laughs> I'm going to say fake because no one would write a news story because that's so real. <laughs> Uh, that is real. Okay. And from, it's from Independence Township. Uh, it's from Independence Township, uh, Michigan. And then the goats in police custody. That was from Seattle, Washington. Kirby. Okay. Florida woman. Of course, Florida. I probably gave it away right there. <laughs> Florida woman looks for cat under bed, finds burglar. Oh, okay. Let's go real. Just cause that is you, real. Okay, because you kind of gave it away. Yeah, I, like. Yeah. It, <laughs> All right, Kirby. Suspect. When I smoke crack, I always take my pants off. Real or fake? That sounds real. That is real. That is also from Seattle, Washington. So maybe Seattle's the weird place. I don't know. Woman accused of assaulting man with her breasts outside a gas station. Oh, that's real. That is totally real from Athens, Georgia. Must have been after a University of Georgia football game. Man robs bank wearing SpongeBob SquarePants mask. I'm going to say fake, but I wish it was real. It's fake. You are Kirby. <laughs> you only got one wrong. <laughs> I've got one more, and I'm, okay. I'm just, I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> and, and this is for Kelsey, by the way. Okay, this one's Kelsey. Houston drivers play, uh, play rock, paper, scissors to decide who moves ahead in traffic. That's so weird. I'm going to say real. Damn it! Real! <laughs> wow! Kirby killed the new game. I love it. Yes! Real from Houston, Texas. Little Rochambeau to see who gets to go first. I love it. I you love know what it. else I love, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Working at my own company called Brandivate <laughs> with my friend Kelsey. And if you'd like to learn more about what we're doing in terms of branding, marketing, and sales, we invite you to visit us at brandivatemarketing.com slash promo for Promo Front Podcast. You won't be sorry you did. And remember to subscribe to us, uh, Brandivate Radio, on all your favorite podcast clients. Uh, just Brandivate on YouTube. And we're going to see you right back, right here next week. Have a happy Labor Day, Kirby. You too, buddy.